The funny thing about quantum physics and epigenetic printing is that while the scientific terms may seem complicated, they really are easy to understand if you listen to my conversation with Janet Elaine Schmidt. What if the truth came in a gel cap and we could just pop it in our mouths and forget about it? Well, it doesn't, and we can't. But we can laugh in the face of reality while plotting our survival. Welcome to the Truth Tastes Funny Podcast. I am your host, Hirsch Repun. And if my guests can handle the truth, so can you. Open wide, folks. Here it comes. My guest today is Janet Elaine Schmidt, who's the creator of Reprogram for Success. And that means that today we're going to get to talk about two of my favorite subjects, quantum physics and uh, and also epigenetic. Um, what was it? Epigenetic imprinting. I don't know anything yes. about either. Yes. One. Did I get that right? <laughs> you got it right. That's right. Perfect. So, But you're you're the expert, not me. But we are going to talk about how we can get ourselves on track and change our mindset and using science in the process. So thank you very much, Janet, for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure when I get to speak about something I'm passionate about. Well, this is your opportunity. So uh, so tell me about reprogramming for success. Well, reprogramming success actually was born out of uh, someone who actually understood that everything is energy. And um, it was a woman who found herself in a situation where she had a lot of money and she wanted to help the underserved. So she gave the money out to people. And all of a sudden people were hanging on to her before long. She was in arbitration because her financial advisor had given her money to an investment that lost almost all her money. And so here she is in arbitration now thinking, I'm going to lose this money, right? I'm going to lose this money. Now, quantum physics says everything's energy, even our thoughts. So her very thoughts of thinking, I'm going to lose this money was bringing that reality to her. But yet, and so in the end, really, actually, the financial advisor got disbarred, the company got fined, his partner got fined, but she only got one tenth of what she lost. So we can chalk that up to quantum physics, right? But what was the epigenetic coding? What was her programming passed down through her ancestors to her parents? And then from her parents, from the time she's born to about eight years old is an imprinting that's passed down. And then it's society, your friends, and anything catastrophic that happens to you that dictates your reality. So here, what was that on her that caused her to be in a situation where people were hanging on to her money, she was losing money, all of this, what brought this to her? Well, she came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who gave their last sense to the underserved and had no money to manage. And while that's admirable for them because they signed up for that, she did not. She didn't sign up for that. So it was through that process that she said, okay, I can understand the quantum physics part of this, but let's go further and look at the belief system that I have. And this is about her money consciousness, actually. So what was the money consciousness? So she uncovered like the thought process of her ancestors being ministers and all of that. 
And so then she got into neuro-linguistic programming, eye movement integration, theta healing, and uh, psyche. And that's how she reprogrammed everything. And it's basically moving out the old belief and bringing yourself into a whole brain state by bringing your left cortex and your right cortex into agreement and it clamps down the new belief. And why do I know all this works? Because I'm the woman. <laughs> I am that woman. Ah, and, okay. And that's how I came up with all, I was in search of what was going to change, belief systems that are ingrained in us. And it really takes you being a student of your life and being honest. Well, first of all, I signed up to be financially underserved, but I didn't know what I was signing. Right. And, you know, I I look at it like I, I, I am finding so much relevance and truth in this lately, because the more you work on yourself, the more, the deeper you go, right? So you mm -hmm. start thinking, what am I doing immediately in the moment? What's wrong with this offer that I'm putting out there? What's wrong with this approach that I have to business? What's wrong with this? You know, you look back at mistakes that you made and successes that you had, and you try to re re replicate or, or not repeat, mm -hmm. but it's so much deeper than that. So, so how, so, okay. So, so now in layman's terms, talk a little bit about this uh, epigenetic imprinting. Okay. In layman's terms, I can put it simply like this. I came from, so if I came from eight generations of ministers, right? I had to sit, was my religious or spiritual beliefs mine? Or were they my parents and my grandparents and their you know, and going on and on through the eight generations, or is it, do I really believe that? And I always say, if you really have such a strong passion and belief, you got to sit down and say, okay, where did that come from? Do I really believe it? Did it, was it passed down to me? How do I feel about it? Yeah. Because this is the only way you're going to sort through it. And some of it can be really painful and, and be really honest about how you feel about certain things. And it's, it even comes down to our emotions, like fear Fear is one of the diff most difficult things that you can overcome, fear and lack, um, because they go kind of hand in hand. And you really have to dig down deep. Where did that come from? When was the moment I have that, you know, and really figure it out in order to change it? So changing it. So uh, yeah. you mentioned also in some of your literature about whole brain, mm -hmm. uh, you know, state. A whole yes. brain state. Yes. And that's another thing. You know, creative people think, oh, well, I only I'm 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 a right brain person or I'm a left brain person, and never the twain shall meet, right? I'm gonna be a scientist or I'm gonna be an artist. I'm you know, and some people that are creative already have a whole brain state. They already, they already seem to get it. They're really, really good at business. And people who are really, really good at business sometimes seem to, it just kind of comes to them. It doesn't require any effort the same way the artistry may, you know, someone's a writer, someone's an, an actor, a singer, painter, those things simply right. flow. So how do we bring those things together? Well, it's really good if you're open to having a balance on one side of the brain or the other, you know, to bring it in. So if you know you're creative and you're out here, you know, expansive this way, it's really good to start training yourself to be a little more left brain. And same with the left brain, because to go one all the way this side or all the way this side, you're going to miss out on what you want to accomplish, period. 
So, or I, as I say, to have success in every area of your life. Um, but to be in the whole brain state is when our subconscious and conscious mind or left brain and right brain agree on our belief system. And that's the first step in having success. So you can still be extremely creative and still have the logic, the, the money consciousness that you so desire. It just is getting your subconscious and conscious mind into agreement and moving old belief systems out and then putting in a more a belief that's limitless. I always say that to people. You, We limit ourselves because we say, oh, it's kind of like somebody thinking, okay, I want $1,000, but if they have a mindset that 500 is a lot, lot, lot of money, they're not going to get the $1,000. Or they'll get the thousand dollars and it'll be gone because they their mindset is only on five hundred being a lot of money, and so it's really increasing your mind to and your subconscious to be limitless. That is the that is the ultimate goal is to know that everything you want there it's just limitless. What's out there? It's us that limit ourselves. So it isn't the appreciation of money, like appreciating money, it's about applying no limits to anything. So that a thousand dollars isn't a lot because it's relative to an infinite amount of money. It is. I mean, yeah, there's an infinite out there. I still believe having gratitude because that's a vibration that goes back to quantum physics. Okay. So you attract the money by having gratitude. So, uh, or a knowingness that the money's coming your way. Right. So that has to do with quantum physics. Um, right. So, so it, it's it's also the combination. Like when we talk about quantum physics epigenetics, it's kind of like the left brain and right brain also coming together, in a, in a strange sort of way. Well, let's talk a little bit about quantum physics. I've been watching the series "The Man Who Fell to Earth." Oh. I don't know if you're familiar with it at all. No. Um, it does have something to do with. Um, with quantum physics and this um, essentially alien coming to earth mm. to create a quantum. Uh, oh, I don't even, I don't even know. It's I'm a, there's a reason I'm not the showrunner because I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I would not get hired on that show. I could write on a lot of different shows, but that would not be the show that I could write I on. They bring me in to punch it up. And I would say, what's this? They would say, don't worry. You're not going to understand. You're not going to understand this. The the fact is they they're scared and they have to get out of the place and they have to get to another place and then this right. funny thing happens. But you're not going to understand. So, but assuming that I am capable of understanding, so explain a little. But give me a little background on quantum physics and then kind of segue into its relationship here. Well, this is how I the the way I really explain. I don't get it. I know the way I say <laughs> I'm just it. Kidding. The, the way I say it to I, the way I say it to people to keep it just really, really simple is really what Einstein said, which is uh, energy is everything, right? So he said, if you project the energy out of the reality that you wish for, you cannot help but bring that reality to you. That's that's not philosophy. That's physics, and it's it just is, and it's going to happen. So. I can give a great example for people that's very simplistic. Let's say you have a big project due and you feel like you're kind of getting sick and you're like, I can't get sick now. I have to finish this project. But after the project, I can get sick. Well, you've just put that energy out there. And sure enough, you get sick right after the project. 
But why don't we just say, I'm not going to get sick? Yeah. And and put that energy out. And this is a very simplistic form of saying it, but I'm I'm telling everybody, you're changing the energy up even on a cellular cellular level in your body. You're just changing it. And yeah. so and so energy is in everything. It's in your thoughts, it's in your emotions, it's in your actions. So it's your behaviors, it's your traits, it's everything. So when you start looking at energy as in everything, you really have to start dissecting your behavior, your thoughts, your feelings. So it's not as simple as it thinks, and that, or as I say it, I say to people, you really have to start writing everything down. How do I feel about that? What do I think about that thought? Because those are energy that's going down there and then switch it and it has to be switched to a positive. Because it's so much easier for us to think negatively. It's so much yeah. easier for us to put energy that way. But the more you trick it into your energy to being positive, you know, you can't help it. And the quantum field is all around us. I mean, we're in a quantum field. I mean, right now you and I are in a quantum field. We're talking. So um, your daughter was in your quantum field when she walked in. Yeah, she stepped right into our right into our field, right into our quantum field. Yeah, she was in your morphic field too. She's just right there. And so uh, that's something that people don't understand that uh, our quantum field is fascinating. And it and even if you feel around you, and I have people do this sometimes. If you just feel around you, because this is your feel, you can kind of feel if there's anything stuck anywhere. And right. if there is, I know this sounds crazy, but if you clapped your hands as hard as you could in that right. spot, the energy will dissipate. And oh, so in other words, let's say that I that I felt there was something, not yeah, feeling thing, any anything yeah. right in this space here, but let's say there was something, mm-hmm. you know, and I went like that. I would be breaking up the molecules of that. Yes, very good. Yes, yes. And so if you're thinking about money, let's say it's it's money conscious and you're thinking about lack and you start feeling here, you could actually go to a spot like that and clap as hard as you can. And whatever molecules were forming as even a lesson, so to speak, Mm -hmm. it dissipates and it's gone. So you kind of relieved your quantum field of that at okay. that point. It's a very simplistic way to describe it, but it's an easy something for you to do, an easy exercise. Yeah, well, we have to, you know, you're talking to someone who does turn-by-turn instructions. I don't like maps. <laughs> you know, I had a guest on the other day who reads physical movements and signs and mm. gestures, and he was like, yeah. you're a person who wants me to tell you the directions for something, but you don't care why. Like you, as long as it's effective and it works, you're you're very receptive to the instruction. I said, yes, that's exactly right. I don't I don't care how it works. If I know that your if I know that your your method is effective, I will I will do it. I'm not interested in the mechanics of it. It doesn't right. interest me. Which brings me to my next question which is let's say we're not talking about so much a left brain, right brain, creative versus, you know, uh, money versus creative or something like that. We're just saying, okay, I don't, I'm not a particularly, I'm not an infrastructure person. I'm not a a COO type, not Mm -hmm. an operations Mm -hmm. person. Can I change my mindset so that I can have a better grasp of that part of a business? 
Absolutely. You go, oh, Sai, I'm going to talk a little bit about Psyche. Psyche is a technique that was founded about 30 years ago um, by Rob Williams. Um, if anybody knows Dr. Bruce Lipton, he's famous for the book Biology oh, of Belief. He writes in the back of the book that Psyche not only helped him finish that book, but helped him with relationships. He also further say, states that it is the fastest, most efficient way to change a self-limiting belief into a self-enhancing or a self-limitless belief. And it is something that I use. Uh, it's the final thing that I use in my treatment or in my sessions with a client. And I would say to everyone, if they're going to do one thing, only one thing, do Psyche. But what Psyche does is it takes, it does take your left brain and your right brain and brings it into a whole brain state on your new belief. And it's by crossing physical parts of your body and doing different things to send a schedule because let's, or a signal, because let's face it, your left brain or your left cortex controls the right side of your body and your right cortex does the left side. So when you kind of combine some motions and also then bring in your subconscious and conscious mind through the treatment, you can change and become, I am, I have an abundant mindset or I have a limitless mindset or I am an unbelievable business person. And so if you have any doubt, you can tell if the subconscious through this motion, I can tell if your subconscious really believes what you're saying. So if you told me you had abundant mindset, I could tell whether it was true or not for you. And if it's not, we can make it true for you in probably 10 minutes. And that's how fast, that's how fast Psyche works. It's crazy as fast, but I use the other techniques to move out the old belief. And then I double clamp it down with Psyche because Psyche is so fast. Okay. So, so now, so now, so let's, let's follow that, that through line a little bit. So are you saying that, is there, is there a reason to move out specifically move out the old belief before you do the psyche? Can you, can you do the psyche without actual, as part of the process? Yes, you could. Well, you can do psyche as a single process and you don't have to move the old belief out, but I like to go where the for me, I like to clear everything out and move the old belief out. And even if you have trauma, like eye movement integration, which is basically um, if you had trauma or anxiety, you could look at me and I would, we would talk about it. And then I would move my fingers and you would kind of watch my fingers. And that's also a way to cross your left cortex with your right cortex. And what that does is it brings you also into a whole brain state on the healing of the trauma, because trauma we hold fragmented in our brain. Um, and without going into how the brain functions, we just hold it fragmented. And so the left cortex and right cortex argue on the healing process. But when you go through crossing them over, you get them into agreement on how to heal. And so they, you may remember the trauma, but you're desensitized, you no longer feel it. And so I like to get all of that out before I put in Psyche. So it's like almost like a totally clear slate. And so I kind of figured that out <laughs> years ago. And so I kind of do that. And then I do Psyche. But that's why I say, if you're going to do just one of these treatments, go to Psyche. And what does the Psyche treatment look like? You know, say, okay, I'm coming in and I you're going to do the Psyche. How do you spell it? How do you 
P-S-Y-C-H-K. Oh, that's good. Psych K. Yeah, it it's just like I thought it had some kind of some kind of uh, Eastern, uh, no. you know, element to it. It's a psyche and it's written from top to bottom. Or, but OK, I get it now. Yeah. Psyche. No. Yeah. Easy. It's like um, kindergarten for for psych for psychology. Yes. Psyche. <laughs> Very- OK, so 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 go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I love that. Um so basically you would come in and I do use a little uh, neuro-linguistic programming. I listen to, I ask you, how can I assist you? Cause I like to hear, it's not me that's looking for it. I'm here to assist whoever's in front of me. And I listen to the words that they speak. And as your friend did uh, the last person you interviewed about watching your movements, I watched, just, I don't only listen to your language. I watch your eyes. I watch your body language because it tells me everything. And I take notes while you're talking. And then I have pretty much an understanding of the direction that you're going to go in or what you're talking to me that day about, whether it's lack, whether it's fear, whether it's, you know, feeling resentful, which whatever it is that's holding you back. And then we formulate together a new belief on what you're working for. So if it's lack or if it's self-esteem, I have a lot of people that come. So it's kind of like uh, peeling an onion. You have to kind of go through layers of belief systems and you might do, I do about four or five balances in one in one sitting. Um, and so you go through, so maybe the first one is gonna be all about self-esteem and the next one's gonna be all about lack and the next one's gonna be all about fear. And we just go through and we work on balances because it has to resonate with you. So if, for for instance, I am worthy of the very best that love and life have to offer, right? That's a, that's self-esteem. So right. I could, I could give that to you and I could ask you to, there's a way that I can have you disconnect from your subconscious and I could test you and I'm going to find out if you really believe that or not. And if you don't, then we go through a process. There's several different techniques and I'll ask once again, your subconscious, which way to go. And it'll tell me, and we'll go, you know, either we'll cross the body in a certain way. And, and it's, it, I test your left and right cortex to see which one's weaker. Mm-hmm. And then we balance them out. And then I take you through a process of basically clamping this new belief in you. And once it's in, it's in. The only time I think that it can get out, and this is just me, is if you have some huge trauma, but then you can put it right back in. Or if you decide to change for another belief to replace it. Wow. So so essentially, it's almost like a combination of, it sounds to me like a combination of of psychotherapy, hypnosis, Mm -hmm. and brain surgery. (laughs) (laughs) although you don't do any invasive procedures or even a laparoscopic yeah procedure but really you're rewiring Mm -hmm. the brain it's almost yeah you are rewiring you're also redoing re-engineering dna kind of at the same time because you can do you can do that too you can reprogram your cells you can do i mean it's limitless what you can do Seriously. Now, this is what what a, a therapist, psychotherapist would be trying to do over over 20 years of 
of you yes. we always hear that people are say oh i've been in there i've been going to my therapist for 20 years <laughs> is it helping yeah. yeah it's like what they usually say oh yeah no i no it's it's fantastic or yeah. whatever it is but but that is what they're always trying to do is get at the get at the trauma get at yes. the at the history get at these imprints that are that are mm-hmm. on the personality now how how big a field is this what you're doing you mean how many people are doing it how many people are doing it I don't know how many people are doing my combination, the combination that I had finally figured out that really clear you out and then clamp it in. I I actually don't know anybody who's doing that. Um, But I know that that near linguistic programming field is huge. Theta healing is huge. Um, Eye movement integration, or I think it's EMDR too, that it's known as that too. I think that's fairly well known. But Psyche is not. There's only 40. I think there, last I checked, there were 43 teachers, instructors in the whole world. Um, they do have classes, but and it's been around for 30 years. It's just people haven't, I don't know why it's not so out there, but I found it by happenstance. I was asking for a new teacher and there it was. And I, I, I went for it. I, I think I saw it eight days before the first session and I went. When, when was that? several, many years ago, many years ago. I mean, it's been around for 30 years, but it's like, I know they have sessions here in, um, in LA, but I will say this, the interesting thing about that is in one of the groups that I was in, I think it was my advanced group. A gentleman was there who attributes Psyche into making him a multimillionaire. And he had his teenage kids there because he wanted them to understand how they could reprogram for the success that they wanted. Because if you're a good student, but you want to be a great student, or you're a really good athlete, but you want to be a great athlete, it is a a wonderful way to take out all the blocks that you're going to have, any block that's stopping you and put in the new belief to push you forward. What about the pitfalls that people face in life, uh, addiction, you know, bad habits and uh, all kinds of self-sabotage and things. Does this kind of prevent and address? It it will, it will help. I would use all four with somebody that had that. Um, But I know somebody who got um, someone to stop smoking through Psyche in six sessions. Like totally, totally stop. And the person was an avid smoker. I, I know that it can slowly, it might take six or seven sessions, but yeah. If How you have long any, are the sessions? The sessions for my sessions, I never really limit them. I'm not one of those people up. Oh, it's, it's an hour. You got to leave. I can't do yeah. that. I have to wait until I'm finished. So usually 90 minutes. It's usually a night. Okay. It's, it's usually, a, it's usually a 90 minute session. Um, just because. It could be 75 minutes, but I just can't. I'm not a person that can just go, okay, we're done. I have to go through until I feel like we've met a conclusion in that session. That's good. Yeah. I think that one thing I have changed about my mindset already is that for my own consultations, I'm going to start charging infinite dollars per hour. (laughs) 
<laughs> because when they, because that is kind of a pitfall. If you say, well, it's this mm -hmm. much an hour, they mm -hmm. quantify it and they say, okay, well now you're worth, this is what you're worth and you're not right. worth a penny more or a penny less. This is what you're worth for an hour. And it also doesn't work that way, even as a writer or a, a, a creative director or whatever, doesn't, it doesn't always break down into that. It's the no. sum total of all of our experience that we bring to a certain amount of time that we're spending with someone to try to accomplish a certain result. So the result matters. The, exactly. the time is just relative to our own being and what we can do. But speaking of that, is there a, a, like a, like a, like a cost scale of, of a sense that we can give the listeners of what, oh. of what, you know, what it requires? Okay. So for it, I know that on average, a psyche facilitator, and that's what they call themselves. If you just go to a psyche facilitator, on average, they're going to charge you at least $250. And I don't know how many balances. I, I spoke to somebody and they said they only got two balances for that. Um, for me, I charge anywhere from $350 to $400 for at least a 90-minute but you're going to get five balances in that process, at least five balances. And I'm going to take you through NLP and give you what I call emotional resilience tools um, that can, I take people through, and we can do this if you want. It's an 80 second emotional reset that the samurais used to use prior to going into battle. It's called the one point. Oh, wow. It's called the one point. It's and it's, called, own, it's the called one the one point. Yeah. And it's, it's only 80 seconds. So right. I, I can take you through it. You want to go through it now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it. then your listeners can do it. So uh, I need you to take a deep breath in and as you exhale, close down your eyes. Okay. And now I want you to take all the thoughts in your mind, all the thoughts, all the feelings, everything, just roll it up in your mind. And now as you're grouping them together, I want you to take, to take them down, down, down. We're going to take it to two inches below the navel. Down, 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 down. And now from that point, I want you to see a bright light. And see that bright light extend down through your legs to the ground, to the center of the earth. And just let the light flow down. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Now, how'd that feel? Great. Felt good. It's a way that what the samurais did prior to going into battle, they'd have so many thoughts in their head that they'd be top heavy. So they right. bring them down to two inches below their navel, which is the horror point. And then they were centered and harder to knock off. So it's used as an emotional resilient tool when you have so many thoughts going on in your head that if you bring them all down and just let them flow, and then you open your eyes, you can start over again with new thought, with a new organization, a new way to organize what, the thoughts. What, what, what's very interesting about it is that 
I found like I was able to very quickly access, you know, you said, take all the thoughts, all the thoughts, you know, there's no limitation to it, right? Mm-hmm. Of it's just everything. But I was able to kind of roll up everything, almost everything, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, that were, or everything that's really pretty, you know, accessible at that time. But it felt like a lot is my point. Right. Right. Felt like a great deal. Um, so that's fascinating. But that is and that's a, a taste of the bigger picture in the process. Right. Right. And this is just and, something I equip. This is just something that I I give my clients tools so that when they're out there on their own, because I'm I'm not a there. When you brought up therapists, I. I yeah, you they, smiled. Yeah, they have the, <laughs> they have their place. They really do. They have their place in everything. We all do. But I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm somebody that I say, okay, like I just had somebody come to me for eight times for their personal self and then eight times for their business. Because I work with business teams too, because they all come from different epigenetic backgrounds. Yeah. And so you you can you can balance them all without changing their coding. You can balance them all on the same goal that the company has. So you can get your business team on the same goal. Um Ooh. Yeah. So it's yeah, a whole different cool. thing that I do on that side. So, I, you know, if you had a writing team with you or whatever, and you wanted to be all on this one goal or two goals that you were moving forward, you could balance everybody on those goals. So without changing the rest of them, it's an interesting way to do it. And I had discovered that you could do that too. I think I'm the only one in Psyche that's doing that right now, but it 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 is a way that you can do it. And it's very successful. And how soon after a session does someone, does that manifest itself, that change that's been imprinted, let's say, that's been been melded? Well, some for some people, it can be the next day. But for other people, it can be a week, two weeks. I just had uh, someone come to me and I get emails. I ask all of my clients to send me emails of like when it happens and... Uh, and that's how I keep track of my success metrics. And uh, somebody just wrote me and said, I can't tell you in two weeks, it was the whole, their whole life was starting to change. Like everything they saw was changing. And I had somebody, they they wrote, I reached out and I said, Hey, how are you doing? And it was a month later. And she goes, I forgot to call you because my life has changed in this month. I, it, Cause she had an abundance problem. And she said, Every, she had three businesses. They all took off. They all were abundant because she took that block out. So and it were just there depends. things that she did that she was like, you know, I did this and then I did this and I did that. It would have to be right. It's not cosmic yeah. in the sense that, no. oh, and then I got two calls that week, you know, that came out of the blue. Right. It would make more well, sense that's, to say. Actually, yeah, that's some. Actually, sometimes that does happen because you're already changing your vibration. Remember, we have quantum physics involved, too. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Which brings us back to where we started quantum yes. physics. Now, obviously you and I can have, now that I'm, now that I've, I've been educated and I feel much more scientific, I think we could have a, <laughs> a much more in-depth conversation. Um, yes. But, but I do feel that, uh, that this, this is, this is just that it's fascinating to me because I think that we that certainly what almost anyone would agree on the most basic level, we have the capacity to do so many more things than we do. Does it require 
a presence and openness to a certain degree of the subject. In other words, are people, I, can they just come in and say, just, just fix me and I'll, just, you know, but they're, but they're skeptical, let's just say. They're skeptical. Well, yeah, you, there are a lot of people like that, but one of the things I do is balance for them to um, believe that Psyche works. If, yeah. it's some, if, if it's somebody like that, I always balance that this is going to work. That's the first right. thing I do. That's the first thing I do. If I know that it's somebody that's more skeptical about what some happening. people don't require that, but um, uh, probably you'd be surprised. Probably 70% of the people that come to me, even the CEOs and linear thinker people, they don't need that. They're like, they're there because they want something to work. I always call it quantum consciousness acceleration because when you're starting to change your belief system, when you're really deciding to do it, like I've done 200 balances on myself, but when you're really deciding to take that step, you're elevating your consciousness. And you know, the best gift that you can, and I'm not doing the statement justice because Tao said it, the best gift that you can give is the trans is self-transformation. And that's the truth, because as we elevate in consciousness, we're elevating the consciousness of of our children, of our friends, of anyone that's connected to us, because they're all in our morphic field. They're all in our quantum field. And so when you're changing Mm -hmm. your level of consciousness, they're changing theirs. I I explained it this way to I had um, a CEO as a client and she had an 11 year old son. And I said, listen, when you're starting to change the level of consciousness inside you, it's on a cellular level and your children have your, your children have your own DNA. So that means that part of your cells are in them. And so when you're starting to change your cells energetically, you're changing theirs too. They're imprinting. And I had said that to her early on and she didn't think about it. And she said, I have to tell you, that's so true because as I've changed through this process and I had done about eight sessions with her, her son came home one day, he, all his friends were trying out for the baseball team and he wanted to try out too, but he was afraid he wasn't going to make it. Even though he was a better player than his friends, he didn't want the, the sadness if he didn't make it. Uh-huh. So he, yeah. so he went to the track team instead and all of his friends made the team. And so she said in the past, if he came home, he would have been upset. He would have been crying. He would have been doing all this. Instead, he walked in and he said, lesson well learned. Right. So she said it was like almost she said, I believe in everything you said, that whole integration thing. And I said, it does. You can't help if you're changing yourself on a conscious level, elevating your consciousness to elevate your own children, to elevate the people around you. And if the people don't want to elevate, they will fall away. But Mm -hmm. for the most part, you'll you'll notice that as you elevate, the people around you are elevating, too. Thanks so much for tuning into Truth Tastes Funny. If you enjoyed the experience, please leave a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends.